What's up, fellow boners? It's Jake. I wanted to stop in before the actual episode to let you know that you're about to hear our very first interview ever. Now, we recorded this the same day we did the DCEU episode, but that one was so long I didn't want to make it longer with this attached to it. Uh, But this interview was really fun. We learned a few things about recording remotely, which is good since Dustin moved to Texas, and it will be the norm now. Um, He was actually in the room with me for this interview, but we were testing out new remote recording podcast software, and I realized afterwards that I had actually added Dustin to the call as a producer, which apparently means the program doesn't record his microphone, even though Christian and I could hear him just fine. But in spite of that small hiccup, we got to talk with a very talented young creative artist about his first couple films, what filmmakers and genres inspire him, and what message he would have for other aspiring filmmakers out there. So check out his YouTube channel to see the short films we talk about in the episode, CZF Productions. There will be a link in the episode description. And without any more ado, here's our interview with writer and director Christian Flore. So after the Waterland Film Fest last month, we had several directors and filmmakers kind of reach out to us. We were lucky enough to get to talk to several of the ones that made films. And... Uh, one of those uh, was Christian Flore, who is who just kind of reached out and we started talking about movies in general. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, hey, I made a couple of those movies, and one of them we liked a lot. And so I thought it would be really awesome to talk to him. And so we get the opportunity to interview director, writer, Christian Flore. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> good. Doing good. good. So you made... Remember, which we, which what you submitted to the film fest, and you also made Perception, which was also submitted, and uh, Perception especially was one of the ones that stuck with us a lot. Yeah. We, we liked it a lot. So, just real quick, Christian, did you listen to our uh, episode after we watched all of the submissions? Yeah, I never realized there was like a podcast, and I listened to it, and I was like. <laughs> This is interesting. So, like, I'm just, like, skipping. I was like, they got to talk about mine. They got to talk about mine. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And, like, this egotistical person just coming out. <laughs> and then I was like, they talk about perception. Oh, this is great. This is great. Record that in my phone. Send it out to my friends. Let me get to remember. And I'm like, I'm not going to. No, wait. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't realize at the time <laughs> that you had made both until, like, a couple of days ago. I was scrolling through Instagram and I remember it was on there. I was like, oh, he did both. And then, but you actually said it was like the first movie that you ever made. Was that true? Yeah. So I, I grew up homeschooled, and so like. Hey, me too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> we're we're the cool guys. We're the weird but cool, but exactly. Weird, weird. You, you probably can't see Jake right now. He's wearing a Batman onesie at the moment. Well, I mean, it's part of the show, you guys. <laughs> so we created like this co-op of maybe sixty kids, and mm-hmm. it would have been my junior year maybe junior year of high school where you know i was getting on the teacher's good side i was becoming a teacher's pet and who doesn't love that when when you get like an awesome teacher who's like you know it got to the point where i would like getting in trouble at home but the teacher would be basically saying like you know do not do not like put him in a punishment because he's doing really good work and so i should i could take advantage of that you know what i mean (laughs) yeah Uh, so uh being a teacher's pet, she was like, well, we're going to write essays uh, for our final project because we want to show to the younger kids what they're going to be doing when they get to our age. And so I was like, okay, so why don't I just like, I love movies. I love video. I want to do that. 
I'm mm. a teacher's pet. I can take advantage of the situation. Uh, hey, teacher, can I uh, do a video project? And at first she was like, uh, it was like an empty stare at me going, what are you going to do? And then I brought on, I brought on uh, one of my good friends, Riley, and was basically saying like, she could help me, which it kind of, I just put her on the spot. She, she, you know, she's an amazing writer. Um, and she was like, uh, oh, she's like in this position where she just had to say yes, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the teacher was, okay, fine. That can be your guys' project. So yeah, that, that's kind of how it all started. And so did she yeah. write the poems that the kids were <laughs> reciting? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, your opinions. No. So no offense. I'm just, I like, I, so Getting it out there, I really, really liked the idea of remember where as you went back in time, you had younger kids. Yeah, that, and that was our favorite. Part. It was like the voice of the nation as the nation was younger and younger. I liked that a lot. I thought that was yeah. a really good idea. The funny thing is, that wasn't the point. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't. I, I, that's I literally how I listened took it. to this. I yeah, literally that was listened. exactly how we took it. <laughs> yeah. I listened to the podcast and I was... Oh my goodness, they're ingenious. That was <laughs> never that was never my intention, but I'm That's glad amazing. to see somebody appreciate something. No, yeah. I, it all went down. It could have been a lot worse, but so I think we started planning uh, two months before we were supposed to show it. Um, I said, I told the teacher I wanted to do it, right? And so we're planning. I'm doing all the planning work. She, uh, her and I actually did our school yearbook too, so we had that in the process. So like we just double booked yourself there um so we'd be emailing each other back and forth saying okay i like this what are you writing what are you writing um we're both procrastinators so uh <laughs> we're we're finding footage we're finding stuff but really in our heads you know uh well we're finding it we could be going and watching a youtube video and spending like 10 minutes or whatever you know typical typical director writer stuff you know <laughs> yeah um and so time goes on i think we have about a month left and i i finally write out a schedule and say okay every week we need to you know have this written have this done have this done well um i was just having the hardest time finding uh footage that wasn't copyrighted that was good Mm -hmm. and you know having to go through uh, just hundreds i feel like i spent hundreds of hours i was getting so just like yeah there was a lot of edited stock footage in that <laughs> yeah too too much I, I was just getting way overwhelmed and then i was you know directing it uh editing it producing it i was gonna be writing the majority of it um actually i was gonna write all of it basically she wasn't she was basically just like coy so i could get the teacher to approve the project mm-hmm. but i was like you know what you can do some work so i was like you write it i'm gonna write the intros and the outros and you just write everyone's in between so we get to about Two weeks before we're supposed to show it, uh, we really have nothing to show for it, um, <laughs> and uh, we get everyone in a room at school, and we're like, "Okay, uh, I need you to speak. I need you to speak. I need." You. And they're like, "We're not gonna read this." And I'm like, "Just read the <laughs> yeah, day." Always trying to wrangle talent. That's a director. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then everyone's reading it and everything. We got like three people to read it, and finally, I still didn't have enough talent, um, and it didn't help that my teacher that I had asked to do this, she was in the room. So there's all that pressure while we're trying to record. And then she's like, oh, yeah. guys, you better listen to Christian. You better. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't want that. <laughs> Cause then it's like this adult figures, like say, listen yeah. to this kid or whatever. So it's like, ah, oh, whatever. Your authority. Yeah. 
And then <laughs> she's like the studio interfering. Just let the let the filmmaker yeah. film. Yes, exactly. And so I got the point where uh, one of the guys, and it is it's probably one of my favorite ones, but then also my not favorite too because his name was Ben. He was doing the Civil War um, mm-hmm. voiceover and. He kept saying the lines because he's such he's just kind of this nonchalant. He's not jockey, but he's just nonchalant kind of guy. And he just kept mm-hmm. saying the line with no emotion. I was, bro, you're supposed to be making people cry here. He's like, I don't <laughs> want to do that. I'm just like, he's like, this is cool. Let's just read it. And I was like, no. So we literally, I think, recorded like three times. And I was, you know what? There's all this pressure around me. We'll go with it. I'll cut it in post if it doesn't work. You know, that's what we always say. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. So I record everything, and this is a week, you know, mind you, a week before we're supposed to be showing this. I'm stressing out, you know. Mm-hmm. I haven't even gotten all the footage together and edited. We're just now recording the audio, and we only had about an hour break to record all this. And as you know, with uh, people and actors and mm-hmm. me being a director, uh, to just be able to, for a first project, and say, like, hey, we're going to set apart this amount of time and record something good, it didn't go that way. So we literally mm-hmm. walked out with i think completing maybe three or four and we needed like six or seven i don't remember and so i'm like shoot what am i gonna do so i literally go home editing it and getting all the footage finally got the footage and what it was supposed to be was um the plan was one week um record one week um compose the music and then the third week is edit and then the fourth week is show everyone and the fifth week could be or not show show them classmates and the fifth week could be showing all the parents so five week of planning well that turned into maybe five days (laughs) Uh, (laughs) of actual work that's how it goes and so um you know i'm just throwing everything all together we get about a night before i'm supposed to show everyone else and i'm going i still am missing two voices so (laughs) i (laughs) my siblings i was raised in a large family Uh, i think there's I can never count anymore. I got. I think there's eighteen. <laughs> I think there's eighteen of us. I don't know. Eighteen siblings. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you weren't kidding when you said large. I was like uh, seven or eight. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And so the benefits is you know you have a lot of people to do yeah. things for Access you. Access to a whole team. Uh, <laughs> would be uh, guilt tripping people at yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I know you did something. You better come help me. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so I get my uh, younger brother to record it. And, you know, it's directing kids. That's just a whole nother. That could be a whole podcast. In yeah. and of itself. They always say, don't do kids, don't do animals. animals yeah. And <laughs> so, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> I obviously don't work with them. Um, so I get my brother to record it and record like three or four times. And it's just like not working. And I go, screw this. We're running it. I don't care. This has to be completed by tomorrow. I'm losing my mind. My gray mm-hmm. hairs are just growing, you know, you know, that kind of, uh, in high school. <laughs> I'm in high school. And it's like, mom, I already can't walk. Carry me. <laughs> and so I get that done. And then I have my, uh, seven-year-old sister do it and oh my goodness so riley the our writer she we only had one more left and that was the revolutionary war and i was like okay i'm, I'm really the most passionate about world war ii and the revolutionary war mm-hmm. and so it's like revolutionary war that's just like what created america i really wanted more passion so i was like oh, i'm stuck with my seven-year-old sister i was like man people will be able to cry to a kid's voice Let, let's just do it mm-hmm. you know Let's, let's appeal to pity here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I was like, okay, read, read, read the lines. And uh, so 
she had just been, I think she had started reading in like the last year and a half or whatever. And I was, you're putting oh, wow. these huge you know, revolutionary or you're putting, you know, these huge words and I'm just going, no, no, <laughs> you know, Sounds three, out. three hours to record, uh, 40 seconds of lines and having mm-hmm. to retake. I'm really surprised that it actually like flowed together so well. So it finished ed- editing everything. It's like at 2 a.m. in the morning. I was, and I'm supposed to be up at six. And so I'm like, hit the render button, boom, going to bed, come back down, uh, six. Yeah, let's say the render had stopped. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> uh, we're flying to get everything around. I'm just like, oh my goodness, I'm flipping out. I'm supposed to show it in front of tons of kids. No one had seen it yet, you know, mind you. No one had mm-hmm. seen it. And so I showed it to parents. I'm like, my career's ruined at like, <laughs> it's over. It's. I'm sorry. Never going anywhere. Um, and <laughs> I'm just like eating my breakfast, hitting the export button again, and it's just going so slow. I'm running it. You know, mm-hmm. I did all the editing on uh, Microsoft Surface. Yeah, just don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, I think I can cut here. I mean, it keeps glitching on me, but you know, mm-hmm. let's just go for it. So like, the whole, it's gonna say it's like gonna take like ten hours. I'm just, I have to have this, you know, showing showing to everyone in like three hours. There's no way. This is gonna work. So like we're I uh we get in the van to go to school and I'm just like having my computer out in front of me, just like hoping that thing moves faster, just going just <laughs> waiting. Mm-hmm. And uh we we get to school yeah. and it's just like nothing is going well. Nothing. And I'm just okay, talk to my teacher. Um, can we push things back? She was well, actually we already were planning on doing it later. I'm going, Oh, okay. <laughs> thank you. Okay. We're good, we're good. But then I was, I never had to test the audio because we're, we were uh, in a church. Uh, that's where like we had our school. And so I was, I don't know how to use the sound system. How the heck am I going to get this on the screen? This is supposed to be planned in pre-production. This is why we spend more time in that. <laughs> well, you know, on the fly. And uh, when all was said and done, you got to the last second, we had to set up another uh, speaker in the front of the auditorium and then play the video from the back. And so we'd have people like uh, at my computer in the front of the auditorium and then the person in the back had to push play at the same time. And so like if they didn't, it, the voices would be off and like everything. It, it would have been nightmare. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm going to go up there and do my little nervous intro with Riley here. You know, I don't know what the heck is going to happen. Let's just hope for the best. In my head, I'm just like, I'm just going to walk to my seat and put my head down and I'm just never going to let the world see me again. <laughs> mm-hmm. How that goes. And so like, I do my intro and I say, when I lift my hand in the air, like I'll point to you guys like that's when you guys both had to hit play at the same time. Okay. We do that. I go to my seat. I, I can't even watch the video. I see all the flaws. I see all my mistakes of the whole process. I'm just like, I can't, everyone's like just looking, well, you know, my classmates are looking at me, looking at the footage, looking at me, looking at the footage, and going, stop, stop. Just, <laughs> just look at that. Don't look at me. I know it's bad. I know either, you know, to pick me or the video that's better looking here, the video is going to be better looking than me. You know, I'm just crying over here. No. <laughs> uh, and so it ends and everyone starts getting up and clapping and crying. And I'm like, was it that bad? <laughs> and everyone's like my teacher comes out she's like i had not seen this i hadn't i did not know it was gonna be like this i was like oh okay this is a good thing okay well i'm stressed out my heart's racing and that's basically how it ended except for i had a debate right after that so like i was not prepared for the debate because i had spent so much time so there's my 
is my school life. <laughs> so that project is very different than Perception. Is there yes. like, <laughs> and I know you've made a couple of other movies, but what is like the style that you gravitate towards? Do you like the documentary style or more of like the Perception, I guess, is more, how would you describe it? Thrillery? Yeah, like thriller mystery almost. Well, yeah. More thriller than anything. Yeah, um, definitely. So I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i have to ask you did you have you seen tenet yes i actually i could have like sued warner brothers no <laughs> i was gonna ask did you make the did you make perception before or after you saw tenet before way what? before wow. that, that was a scary thing i literally watched the tenet and i'm just like I wasn't crying, but I was like, no, because I wanted to be able to turn perception in some feature film. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, because that, that's going to draw a lot of if it's the first thing I thought of when I saw it is yeah. like this second half is I haven't seen anything move in real time reverse in a long time. And then Tenet did it very recently. Yes. Yeah. So the process behind that or, you know, the genres I like are manipulating not necessarily manipulating time, but I want to be able to create something that people will question because I think mm -hmm. so much content is like out there and I watch it and it's entertaining, right? And so I walk out of it and everyone says the movie's about this. But if you get those one movies in a blue moon that you're like, this movie was about this. And they're like, no, you idiot. <laughs> it was definitely about this. And you yeah. just have this huge argument. I love things that, you know, don't have maybe resolved endings or something even though it can be very very unsatisfying i've I definitely screamed at a lot of movies recently <laughs> but uh, it's it's like movies that make you have to question because at the end of the day you know in life life is never fully resolved to an extent like you're you know you're never gonna know fully why maybe this person left you or why why you had to move here you might know like one perception of it mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you're not going to know all all views. And so it's like that was really based on the tone of how one character as they're watching this is going to view this this girl going mm -hmm. through this. And, and I kind of like that. And yeah, I, I like that, too. I was curious if you thought about taking it further. I think movies often over explain things. Yeah. And so part of me did want to see more and see it go back in time further to get more answers but i also yeah. really like that you didn't so I'm, i was wondering if you were tempted to show more yeah that that was one of my things so i was so set on you know being able to show her perception or how as the audience we view her perception and it was actually supposed to go back further but when you're working with no budget there's really mm -hmm. no there's no plan for ever, anything. You're just like, <laughs> right. I have you for this amount of time. We shoot what we get. Yeah, so originally it was supposed to go back, and I kind of had this idea of maybe we see her running from police officer. We see something to basically be able to go, okay, maybe she's a villain. Maybe she's a hero. But then I then I thought about it, and I, was, I didn't have time to really write that in. And when I got to editing, I was like, you know, I just don't want to add it. And it's just so much more fun if you just don't know and you're having to sit there okay mm -hmm. is she the villain i feel like the part where like it didn't work was it's such a short amount of time that you can't really get to know the character so like i'm not going to be fully invested in her because mm -hmm. um i don't know who she is so that that was the other thing i noticed and then i showed it to other filmmakers and i got totally different opinions but that's what i loved yeah, about I, it but i personally loved how you approached it i i connected with just <laughs> the intrigue of her character right out the gate yeah yeah perception was awesome i mean yeah. mm -hmm. listen to our 
Mm-hmm. praise you on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Yeah, your decision making on it was unique. I think it, it worked really well. It made that story, although a short video, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it works great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely spent a lot of time. Actually, no, maybe I didn't spend too much time. It The whole story process was, <laughs> I'm, how old was I? 17, 18? I don't know. And I was like, my mom is never going to see me or, or see this decision as how I do. And I was, you know, that's life. When you, you know, when you walk and make a decision, they're only seeing from their perspective. They're not seeing from your perspective. And so I literally sat down. I feel like when I'm, when I'm in the, my most emotional stages, I'm the most creative. It's either that yeah. or the yeah, shots. <laughs> it sounds like an artist. Yeah. But so I literally sat down and wrote this and I probably wrote it in like an hour and it was supposed to be. You know, I, this is my first storyboard I did. I had, I just, you know, had no idea what I was doing. Stick figures and I set it up like it was some high budget thing. You know, slider <laughs> shot, dolly shot, crane shot. You know, this is going to oh, be, wow. like, you and know, you got the reality be, of, I have no budget. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> and so like, it literally sat in my drawer and I was like, one day I'm going to make that one day, wake mm-hmm. up one day. And then I was watching this, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar but there's this um these filmmakers out in the uk um i i definitely would recommend you go see that they made a film on seven thousand dollars called cosmos it's a indie sci-fi definitely one of the best films i've seen on the budget and if you like watch this there's like a featurette video where they like explain like the whole process of how they made it i think it's 12 minutes long it just makes you way more emotionally invested so i been following them and I was like, dang, I really want to create something, but I was, I have nothing to show for. I, I really haven't created much. I mean, remember that was really just a tease and mm-hmm. I wasn't very proud of it. I, I was part of the emotional aspect, but really when I showed other people, I was like, I could see all the flaws in it. Yeah. Um, and so then a guy on YouTube, because they got an LA premiere. So, um, a YouTuber named Dave DeVos, he did like, uh, just inspirational videos for a filmmaker because he's a filmmaker himself. And so like, he was basically saying like, you know, she got to start somewhere, um, just get up and film. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to go do this. You know, get everything together. I'm going to do this. You know, the next thing I know, I am I only have, you know, my younger brother and one slider and I'm in snow and mm-hmm. that's not fun. <laughs> and so I'm just like, okay, I have my sister for a short amount of time. What can I do? Because she had a job interview she had to go to. So we shot everything. And I think even in the beginning, you can see like there's a light stand in one of the shots. There's like, there's things that are there. And like the, one of the scenes was like running through our kitchen in our house. And I'm like, I think you can see like somebody in the background standing there, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so she ended up saying, we got all the inside of the house stuff done. We started to go outside and she was like, shoot, I got to go to my interview. Um, we'll shoot when you get back. And that's like the worst thing you can hear as a director because you know, People are going to be only invested in the time that they are now. But if they say, I'll get back to you or we'll do it again, mm-hmm. they won't. <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, you know, remember that thing we did? You want to get back to it? Uh, no, I'm busy. Yeah. I, I made a, I, I said, you look at me. When you come back, we're going to go straight back to doing this. And she was like, yes, I'm totally invested in it. I'm like, no, no, no. She leaves. And I'm just like, another, another moment where I'm like, my career is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> um, she comes back. I'm like, okay, let's go. She's like, um, actually, I'm kind of tired. And we're just, no, no, yeah. you can't do this. And I and said, you're losing no. light. Yeah, we're losing light. <laughs> uh, definitely. And so 
I'm just like, okay, this is going to take 30 minutes. I, I love that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a director, that's the best line you can use. Yeah. So we go out. We're running through the snow. We're losing daylight. So I'm like, shoot, I have to color correct this to make it look like it's going to be all the same day and, mm-hmm. and not later and all this stuff. And then she has to run through the snow. So that's cold. And uh, I made her. There's a scene where she, like, falls. I don't know if I even made it in the cut. I can't remember. But she, like, falls off the stairs. I think I had her do that like 20 times. <laughs> she, she appreciated hate. that. Yeah. It's like, I thought I told you I was tired. <laughs> yeah, she hated me for that. And I'm just like, okay, okay. I said, uh, I, I, hated, I hated that shot so much, but I was like, it's good. You know, just tell an actor they're doing great, even mm-hmm. if it sucks. But <laughs> um, so we get to the, you know, I'm following my storyboard. I have my I think 12 year old brother running with a backpack with all my film gear, my slider. And, uh, and then um, he is like holding a bag over my head <laughs> so I can like see the monitor because it's bright out. And I'm just like, oh, this is so gorilla. Oh, whatever. This is, you know, mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez right here. <laughs> um, and so we're filming, we're losing daylight. And I was like, screw the storyboard. Screw the, screw the expensive slider shots. We got to get this done. I know what I want. Let's go do it. So I record everything, get it all done. I throw in editing and I go, I'm missing a ton of shots. But mm-hmm. you know what? Let's work Let's work with what I have. So I literally got like that climactic ending all, all like edited probably like within like an hour and a half, two hours. Because, you know, the 80-20 rule, that's kind of what it was there, honestly. It was the, the best shots you probably just get right off the whim and you'll just yeah. go with it so i had the whole ending done a matter of time and i was feeling really inspired but the whole entire beginning i was just like how can i get this to go mm-hmm. and and to really be able to resonate with an audience and so like i literally edited that five six times to get it right even then i was like i'm not very satisfied with it i was just like skip to the end like i was like audience just skip to the end because the end's the best part um <laughs> And I spent hardly any time on. Um, and so, yeah, so I released it and people ended up liking it. I was like, I think I, I think it worked. <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely worked. I would say it did. Especially for a, a high school project. We were very impressed by that. Are you still in high school? I just graduated. Okay. I was about to be like, how old are you? <laughs> yeah. 19. Yeah. yeah. I graduated uh, during the pandemic. Um, who did you write the narration parts of that yes okay because that's one of the things that stood out to me immediately i was like this is well written i like this yeah i'm a fan of abstract writing so a lot Mm -hmm. of people do not like me because i've been doing writing classes for the last like five six years and i started with not even knowing what a verb was to know okay i Mm -hmm. think i know what it is now (laughs) um but you know having a teacher kind of teach me because I had the same teacher for the last five years or whatever to teach me and show me writing. But even then, I like to be more creative. And it kind of threw a lot of my family off. They're like, this this doesn't make sense. It's not concrete. You can't be like that. And I was like, well, life isn't, you know, life isn't just set in stone. You know, mm-hmm. um, I like being abstract. And then, you know, I like having deep conversations with people. So I was like, if I can make this right where you're like the whole entire time, you're like, what the heck is going on? These words sound good. The acting might be a little good. Uh, what is going on? You get to the end, you're like, what did I just watch? Wait, wait, let me go Let me go rewatch that. Let me, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> I think, hopefully I achieved that. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of times people go for a very abstract narration like that, and it's too abstract. It's too artsy. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. 
But yeah. as I was, I've watched it a couple of times, and and as I watched, it, I was paying more attention. I was like, this phrase is said in an interesting way, but it actually has meaning behind it that makes sense. And I, I that I thought was what made it work. Yeah, and the the funny thing behind the writing was, I wrote it and I saved it on my computer. But apparently the file didn't save. So I literally wrote that, I think, all in like 10 minutes. Again, I on the spot, I was like, okay, we got to get a voiceover. Um, I told my sister, go in the other room. I just wrote it up really fast. I was like, read this. And so we spent so much time just trying to get the right um, pronunciation and kind of that deepness. Because I kind of mm-hmm. like that deep kind of feel. Um, and so the whole entire time, I'm just like, I wasn't even in my right mind. I was just like... Let's just, I just wanted to be able to prove to myself, basically this project was proving to myself saying, mm-hmm. I can actually produce something that isn't like, remember where it's just stock footage or, you know, where I didn't fully write that is like, I can actually fully produce this from beginning to end and me actually go, I enjoyed the process of that. Yeah. But I think it comes across. It yeah. hundred percent. It's great. Yeah. And I was just thinking about it. Obviously there are tenant comparisons, but there are also memento comparisons i mean you have an unreliable protagonist and it may or may not well, be you're just kind of following them you don't know if they're good I or not more memento than tenant really personally yeah okay yeah my truthfully my real inspiration behind it i just kind of started because i didn't really grow up watching christopher nolan i think i watched uh the first batman and part of inception um when i was younger but i kind of got into it again i watched memento but what really, what was really the driving force behind this was the prestige yeah. of how that's all written yeah, and, and, and the process favorites. of like, hide something, show it, hide something, oh, misdirection, you know, yeah. it's kind of, that's kind of what I was going for. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I could totally see that. I know that people probably want to see the movies if, if they missed the film festival and didn't see it during that. Um, you have it up on your YouTube, right? Yes. Yes. You can um, check out um, the rest of my content is at CZF Productions. I'm definitely going to try to upload more. I'm working on writing another short film at the moment. But yeah. yeah I was wondering what you're working on now. Yeah. I literally just started maybe two hours before this phone call. <laughs> very fresh. Yeah, very, very fresh. Because yesterday I was showed a video by one of my coworkers. And it was basically this guy has 1,500 words to live. Mm. And I really like that idea. But the tone of the, the film, it was like dramatic but comical and i was like this this could have been so deep and so like you mm-hmm. know uh really made people think but but i was like torn the whole entire time going am i supposed to laugh am i supposed to like be emotional like at the end i'm like i'm like my heart was just like broken for this guy but it just like wasn't very satisfying any i was just like it kind of was like a comical it was too comical for me i'm like if i can like do maybe a remake kind of of that but make it more of a, a dramatic love story mm-hmm. um and so it's like i got that idea and then i just watched um two a few days ago uh colin trevorrow's first indie feature film that movie phenomenal safety not guaranteed oh yeah we love safety not guaranteed that <laughs> that movie that it, it's so it's so well done because you take a classic you know mm-hmm. genre time travel but how can i make it so character characterly that even a word infused mm-hmm. within it and it's so well done and it just speaks to the point and then you, it's like one of those endings you get the point you're like what did i just watch i didn't mm-hmm. understand the ending but dang the, the emotions 
and and the character development is so good to see these two really really weird people come together and go mm-hmm. set aside their differences and say we want to do something together I, I think that was like super cool so yeah, yeah i kind of want to do like a spin off that it's a very different kind of sci-fi yeah yeah i'm you know even looking at christopher nolan films so like look at inception inception mm-hmm. at its root is really a dad just wanting to see his kids again right Right. Well, yeah, that's the know, part of it. You know, uh, th- these these films that are super, super big, but they just have these really, really personal cores, those are the best films. You're mm-hmm. like, you can add all this fun stuff, which makes it a lot more fun for the audience, but like then there's this emotional aspect that's just so much more resonating. Yeah, and it, like, it grounds the audience to something that they can connect with and recognize yeah. as normal. This is something that everybody experiences to some yeah. degree. They don't experience entering these multiple levels of dreams the, the streets and buildings coming up over your head and it balances the fantasy of it yeah and then yeah memento is like just trying to avenge um his wife's murder yeah so it's it's the simple you know uh, i would love to just sit in a room with christopher nolan just like stare at him while he's writing <laughs> us too uh, yeah <laughs> we might fangirl a little too hard sometimes yeah. nolan, but we're pretty proud of it yeah pretty, yeah um and then the other thing I know you're doing, you started a podcast recently, which sounds like a really cool idea. So it's called Know Before You Go. And it's a, a the premise sounds like it's basically you will see a movie and then let people know if they feel like it's worth their time and money and why they might like it, why they might not, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not someone to really jump on bandwagons, but I was like, you know what? I'm in this moment where I literally wasn't creating any content. And I'm like, I need to create more content. But you actually, you had an episode on Nomadland, which I want to listen to your podcast because I don't know if I want to see Nomadland. So I, I'm kind of your target audience where I would be curious if it's for me, if I care, if it's too artsy and I don't care. I don't know yet. Yeah, I kind of was on on the bench. Uh, that was actually my first episode where I recorded like with somebody else in the room. And okay. The quality isn't very good because I didn't tell him I was recording up front because I was like, you know, an actor, you know, it's just got to come natural, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want to say we're recording. It's like, oh, I got to record, you know, I got to get into this mode. So I ended up in like a four hour conversation that I'd edit down to like 30 minutes. And so Nomadland is really interesting because it's really deep and it makes you ask a lot of questions. But it's one of those films that it's it's too artsy. Personally, like, I don't know if you guys are really good Pixar fans, but... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of, I don't know if you've seen the new, uh, movie Soul. Not, um, yet. Not yet. That movie, phenomenal. I think it literally was the exact same thing as Nomadland, but it ended mm-hmm. a lot more hopeful and it, it really sent the same message without having to be like really artsy. It was, it was funny. It was good. Whereas Nomadland, mm-hmm. I'm just like really, this really depressive tone throughout it all. And then it gets to the end and you're just like wait like i didn't i didn't resonate with the character too much so you have no idea what's going on yeah and, and it like you kind of knew what was going on but it, it, it was like taking on too many genres i felt like in, in, into into one film and I, I feel like it's gonna win best picture honestly i want soul to win yeah because i think that would be awesome because i think it'd be the first animated film to win best picture but um yeah it's just too artsy and it does it asks too many questions but doesn't give good enough answers or strong enough answers and and you're just like this is good i understand it but there's a ton of other movies that do the same thing that are well worth my time and money yeah so yes that's kind of what i want to do with my podcast is tell people you know if this movie is going to be worth your time and i love watching movies and if i can you know if 
it gives me a good excuse to feel like I'm being productive when I watch a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you view it in a different way for that reason. Um, yeah, we talk about all the time. There's too much content out there. And so it's really nice to have resources to figure out if I should spend my time on this or if it's a waste of time and I could spend it somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to shout out? We really appreciate you coming on our show and chatting. And I feel like we should do it again in the future. I feel like we should, and I'll make sure my headphones are actually. It's a good idea. I use old school analog plug-in headphones so they don't die. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's been it's been a super awesome experience and honored to be able to be on this. You know, I think connecting with fellow creatives is really what what we have to do, especially during the pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's just so much content out there that you know you either had like the super optimistic. Or like the super pessimistic and like the finding that center in between where you're just like, mm-hmm. we're in this time, we're going through all these struggles, what are what are we going to learn, what are we going to take away from this? And I think creating this engaging and entertaining and educational content is how we really get through this and, and people understand that we can, we can, as creatives, create things that are good mm-hmm. and yet impactful, you know? And so like, yeah, I appreciate coming on with you guys and like being able to discuss how being a creative mm-hmm. is and, and the process and how everything goes forward because we all want the same thing we all want to create content that people will enjoy and it's like if we all come together that that's what we're here for right yeah and i think you're a good example to other people who are creatives and would maybe are afraid or uncertain and don't want to get started don't want to jump into it because they don't feel like they have all their ducks in the row I think it sounds like you are a proponent of, and I'm also a proponent of just starting. You can, mm-hmm. if you just start doing it, you'll learn more than you could have ever thought of if you like planned it out too much. That's what we did with the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and the hard part is, you know, anyone can start. It's keeping the consistency because uh, mm-hmm. I'm somebody that's like, I'll start, I start 20 different projects and I walk away with uh, maybe zero. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it's like you get so kind of get caught up in this idea of like I'm gonna start this it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome and then you you lose track of the purpose like who doesn't want to be able to make money off you know you guys podcasting or right. I mean filmmaker but then you get like so caught up and I just need to do this whereas if you're just like I'm doing this for fun this I love this mm-hmm. that's what, that's what matters and that's what really resonates and, and it's really the starting process of you have to get over your insecurities so so many times I'll look at that script and say one day I'm gonna do that one day it's gonna be awesome when I have a budget of you know two million dollars right you know, who's who's gonna give some 19 year old two million dollars you know <laughs> right until um, you can prove you can handle it which you have to make films in order to do that yeah and, and it's chicken and an egg scenario and you're just like really you just got to show the world that you are able to create and so mm-hmm. it's like embrace your weaknesses and basically show that to the world so if you're like a really awkward actor show the world that you're awkward don't try to be someone else Mm -hmm. and so if you create content that's resonated around who you are people are going to trust that because people want real content now like uh you know they might be tired of um, all the other stuff that could be you know more towards fake and they're just like what is real content what is out there that's going to be really resonating with me right and so yeah we're seeing all these creatives all come together and that is definitely what needs to happen in in you know for me it's in the filmmaking industry is just mm-hmm. go out and do it it's you know you got to get over your insecurities do it and i'm still i'm still getting over mine you know there's yeah. certain things i want to be able to do i wanted to make a feature film when i was 16 that didn't happen um <laughs> And yeah, but so, not, not to give up and not to get discouraged when it doesn't yeah. happen or you notice your um, 
mistakes or whatever. And knowing that it will fail, you know, failing, failing is how we grow and how we grow is how we learn and how we learn is how we succeed. Yeah. And so it's like, you will fail just knowing that you can always, you can always learn from that fail and you may end up failing harder, but you, you at least completed something. You can walk away and say, I completed something. And that's why I'm such a big uh, proponent of, especially in your early years of school. So like middle school, high school is find your love, find your passion, find what you want to do and start doing it there. Mm -hmm. um, people will um, look to you and be more inspired by you if you're starting younger. You know, you know let's think if a 10-year-old were to make a feature film compared to a 25-year-old. People are right. going to be more attracted to the 10-year-old film because they're like, no 10-year-old is doing it. So what you always want to do is, what is everyone else doing it? What, what, okay, what is everyone else doing? And then I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to break the standards of, mm -hmm. I'm going to do something totally different. So if you're younger and you're listening, just go out there and do it. Don't care what other people think. Which This, this is so cliche. We I watch YouTube videos <laughs> all the time about this. And it's like, really, you know... If, if when I say things cliche, I just like to cover that up with like something really pessimistic and say, you will fail mm -hmm. and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. But at the end of the day, you'll be able to walk and, and you'll look back and and say, and not even look back. You'll you'll have proof right there saying, I completed this. This didn't work. And people are more likely to hire you because you can say, I did this. Yeah. I learned this. If you go to college, you maybe don't necessarily have that opportunity. Whereas if you're starting younger in high school, you have more opportunities and you have more room to fail. If I fail, I'm not having to produce my own money. I mean, now I am, but um, when I was at home, I could fail and be totally broke and I'm still <laughs> under my parents' house. So it's like, yeah, you have a fail what that. you can when you're, you know, in your teens because you can't fail like that later on, you know? Yeah. And we get, we get so caught up in, in like how the world's gonna think of us. The world's only gonna really care what you look like, you know? 10, 15 years on the road where you actually have to show something. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're in society, you're supposed to be able to prove to other people I've completed this. But at 15, 16, 17, you're supposed to be going and hanging out with friends and all this stuff. So if you break that standard, you're going to succeed more in your career and in life. Yeah, I think that's a great message. And that's a good place to end it, I think, too. Well, thanks a lot, Christian. Yeah, go check out CZF Productions on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Christian Flory, yeah, for joining us. It's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do this again. And yeah, it was, I had such an awesome time being cool. able to talk to you guys. But, yeah, I feel yeah. like we could talk about all kinds of movies and get your perception on it. That would be really interesting. Uh, ah, perception. <laughs> See what I did there? Nope, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it all together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, man. Yep. Well, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. You too. As well, talk man. to you later.